0: It's episode 16. This is Naomi, host of Dope Nostalgia. I'm glad to be here with you once again. Um, Really good things happening with the show. Lots of new interviews coming your way in the coming months. But we have been able to get a hold of a lot of people because a lot of people have been in lockdown. Um, It's been a lot easier to get the interviews. And also, we've got a thing called Patreon set up now with some exclusive content for subscribers only. A premium content, if you will. Uh, We'll have some of the videos from the interviews posted on your Patreon. Subscribers will be able to get early access to the podcast releases as well. So from now going forward, after doing a poll on our social media to see what day you guys prefer to have a brand new podcast episode, the big vote was Thursdays. So regular release day for Dope Nostalgia will be Thursdays. Now, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you're going to be able to get the episode two days early. So get it on Tuesday instead. And there's different tiers as well, Um, different affordable packages for what you want for content. As well, we'll be giving you a shout out on the show if you decide to become a Patreon at a $3 a month level or higher. And hey, you might even get a chance to be on the show. I always invite you guys to come on. Speaking of which, I am ready and willing and preparing to do an episode about a late singer named Tommy Page. If you guys are aware of Tommy Page's career um, I want you to hit me up in an email at DopeNostalgiaPodcast at com because I want to get some people on the show that are fans of him and all the uh, stuff he released back in the early 90s. And you know a little bit more about him than just the fact that he was on Full House. Then that's really cool. <laughs> so we'll get you on the show. Um, yeah, just email us. As for Patreon, if you want to become a subscriber, go to Patreon dot com slash dope nostalgia p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash dope nostalgia and check out the premium contents today's episode is going to be about one of the biggest songstresses out of canada amanda marshall she's elusive she's beautiful she's extremely talented and it's hard to track her down she's in the last few years been starting to come out and do a few more shows. In fact, she played in Calgary opening for Brian Adams in 2019. And that's the last I heard of her. But there was a long time in her career where she was completely quiet. And there were some kind of things going on with her record deal or her management. Um, we don't know too much about that and what actually happened and why she hadn't put out new music in so very long. We've been on the hunt looking for Amanda. I've sent off an email to um, a booking agency to see if I could find her and get her to come on the show eventually. But we'll see what happens. She's very, 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 very wonderful, and we hope we can have a nice chat with her. But until then, I had a great chat about her with my friend Jesse Lipscomb. It's coming up right away, but first, here's a little bit more information on the career of Amanda Marshall. Wikipedia Wikipedia moments. Amanda Meta Marshall is a Canadian pop rock singer. She has released three studio albums. The first was certified Diamond in Canada, with the latter two certified three times Platinum and Platinum respectively. She is best known for her 1996 single Birmingham, which reached number three in Canada and was her only song to hit the US charts. Marshall was born in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Growing up an only child, her mother is from Trinidad and her father is Canadian. Marshall studied music extensively during her childhood, including at the Royal Conservatory of Music in Toronto. While performing on the Queen Street West bar scene in her teens, she met guitarist Jeff Healy, who is a massive legend in Canadian music as a blues guitar player and singer. He was struck by her powerful voice and took her on tour for a long time, where she continued to break from there. She released three albums, in her career. Of course, the self-titled Amanda Marshall that had spawned so many hits. Then Tuesday's Child came out in 1999, followed by Everybody's Got a Story in 2001. 2001 was a big departure for her musically as she went and took her career in a bit of a pop direction and changed it up a bit. After that, everything went silent for Amanda and we hadn't heard of her for so long. She wasn't releasing any new music and we were basically wondering what had happened. I'm still to this day, kind of wonder what happened. I think that she's not allowed to talk about a lot of it because of like law and courts and all of that. So for now, we'll find out eventually. And I want to welcome my friend, Jesse Lipscomb to the podcast to have a chat about Amanda's career. I'm
1: oh yeah, we're doing it. We're live.
0: We well, are. We're live,
1: But we're also recording. So it's
0: good. <laughs> welcome Jesse to the podcast. Um, I want to give everybody a little bit of background about what you've been up to lately. And some of okay. your some of your projects. Can um, we drink on this? I'm drinking. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I'm happy to have you here. I've been having well, it's a little bit of wine here and there throughout quarantine. Yeah, understood.
1: <laughs> a little bit. A
0: little bit. Yeah. yeah, I could I could drink a lot actually, but um, what projects are you working on right now? Like I know you're recording or you were in the studio before lockdown yeah, anyway yeah yeah
1: yeah i mean i was working i was working on my album but as soon as lockdown happened so i was actually doing a uh pretty big netflix show very excited about it um many years in the working to be able to you know get a leading role in a netflix series and then of course this happened and they call it a force majeure so that's basically cancelled until further notice mm-hmm. um which sucked but i wasn't the only one obviously all the actors across north america and the world have all got their jobs canceled so I thought to myself I said self everyone's not working that means there are a lot of actors sitting there not working right now at all so I wrote a a mini series called locked in love and then I got 20 different actors from around North America like some bangers and I've been remote directing them in LA New Mexico Atlanta Toronto Calgary Edmonton and uh, we finished shooting about a week ago, and now we're in post production and the show will the first chapter will be out may fifteenth and it's pretty exciting that's incredible yeah,
0: yeah. way to be uh, w- way to was, be extremely productive yeah i had
1: to or I would have gone insane, but now now i'm just waiting for the editing and the I and mean, the graphics and 3 d animation and all this stuff, but it's going to be a pretty cool show. It's got how many music people, in it too How uh, many people 20- do you? 20 cast members were in it, and then my crew was just me and one
0: person. That's excellent news. So we did all the
1: stuff, you know, like following the guidelines, and yeah, it was pretty cool and fun. Lots of green screen stuff we had to learn. and It's a, there's like dating apps on it. Uh, It's called Corn Tingle, the dating app, (laughs) uh, which was fun, and then I wrote all the music for it, and it's original songs by singers, and it's gonna be a, yeah, I was busy. Good. Yeah.
0: Good. And the nice thing about quarantine, if you're looking at all the positives, is there's so much you can learn, you know, mm-hmm. and how to do things you've always wanted to know how to do, you just go and do them.
1: You have time. Yeah, it's very true. You have time. You <laughs> also I also find it it's like a wonderful mirror uh to yourself, really, because you can we can distract ourselves with so many things normally, but uh now we're kind of just forced to sit in our own stuff and you know, mm-hmm. you really get a good look at yourself, right? And also you get to choose if you like it or not, and you have time to fix it if you want to. But, you know, a lot of people are like, man, I want to write a book or I want to do this. And now I'm like, you have so much time. And like, I know, I don't know why I can't even just get going. Like, why can't I? Or, or whatever the case is. Like, maybe you're just trying to drown some problems away and you find yourself, man, I really smoke too much weed or whatever your your substance is, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's a good chance for us to take a look and we have time to do what we want with it. We could all come out of here like a caterpillar butterfly style if we want, which is pretty neat.
0: It's really yeah. true. We just got to choose what... uh what we're gonna do with this time. And I mean, you and I had a conversation not too long before the lockdown where we were saying like, you know, what do you really wanna do? What do you wanna make happen for yourself? Well, you're your only obstacle really, right? Yeah. So, oh yeah, we get like in the if, way of
1: ourselves so much.
0: Cause my yeah. biggest excuse is always, oh, well I have to work so much. And that's usually the big one that people use. It's like, I have to make money somehow.
1: Right, right. Yeah, so why not doing the thing you love? This Is always the answer. Yeah, like you're right. Someone else is making money doing exactly what you love doing. So why can't it be you?
0: Make it work. That's right. (laughs) Good. That's inspiring. Um, Actually, about three episodes ago, four episodes ago, I had uh, Simone Denny was a guest on the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was in the studio with her while she was here.
0: Yeah, I was mentioning yeah. that yeah, you're a common friend there, and yeah, so that was really cool having her around. What was she like, uh, was she working on one of your tracks?
1: Uh, actually, we were working on one of hers. I was uh, helping write uh, a track for her at Catalyst with Shimmer and the crew, so yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, she's just she's great. She's great. Great energy. She's fun to chat with, and yeah, they just did her, They uh, had like 2,000 DJs playing her track around the australia or something for for this covid thing it was pretty cool her yeah. superstar yeah i saw that I like, on
0: her i think on her social media
1: Mm-hmm. that was pretty cool yeah that's what we're all trying to do right really it's right a one hit wonder and then maybe two hits but one's fine
0: if you get two hits you're good you're set for the rest of your life yeah exactly one that's hit is right. one hit well, you might be able to pull it off for for a few years but two hits yeah. you can tour on that forever
1: forever you're good yeah that's true <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have a lot of two-hit wonders on this podcast, so. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> and the thing is, too, a lot of times, like, even if they were only two-hits in North America, they're massive yeah. somewhere else in the world.
1: Absolutely. I mean, two-hit wonders is fine. There's a lot of people with no-hits on that same scale that are fully working and doing amazing, right? Like, mm. a, two, a hit, one-hit wonder is when it hits globally and everybody in the world knows it. Gangnam style, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 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 but you know, they do still got albums and still selling them because of it.
0: Have you seen that uh Gangnam Korean food um kiosk or it's it's actually in the food court at London Dairy. There must be more locations in Edmonton than that, but it just opened. Gangnam style street food. Really? And That's it has size uh, logo on it. So I'm wondering if he owns that.
1: I I mean, I wonder as well and I also when you're that big just so much of your brand gets gets ripped off and you can't even track half of it but i hope he does mm-hmm. I, I i'll text him after this nice
0: yeah, yeah. i'm really interested i got to know <laughs> have you pod have you done many podcasts before
1: yeah i've done yeah i do a good chunk of them. Yeah, yeah they're yeah they're fun i i'm always jumping on someone's podcast to talk some random shit and it's great
0: there's it's great. so many podcasts so it's yeah, it's hard I, to, I know, to set yourself apart like
1: I even started my own and didn't really finish it. I think I had like 15 episodes and then, then I started writing a book or a movie or something. Oh, it's
0: <laughs> always, always something new to put your creativity into. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we were going to spend some time uh, talking about Amanda Marshall's career. I did some uh, research for a couple hours earlier today about what she's been yep. doing and what she's been up to Um
1: She's still, she's still cr- crushing, though. She's still doing her thing, right? She took a small break, didn't she? And then she's back doing doing the stuff.
0: A large break.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah I know. I yeah.
0: The main problem that she had was there was legal trouble with her. Um, I think she left her management team. And then mm-hmm. the, rec- the record contract that she was in wouldn't l- let her release anything for a long time. Plus, she's not even allowed to talk about it. So oh, yeah. wow! wow. So that, okay. that's probably... Probably a, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that's made it difficult for her, but she she still had a, a show back last year, I think, in Calgary. She opened for Brian Adams. Yeah, she did
1: I know I know I know. She was my let me tell you, man, Amanda Marshall was my first celeb crush, yeah. I was probably thirteen. maybe I saw her at the Citadel. Uh, I remember running down to the front. we were we had decent seats, but not decent enough. When she invited us to go down, I was just Remember just watching her curls and hair, and just telling my mom like that's what my wife's gonna look like. And I, was, I, I mean, I was wrong on twice, but still, she—I still just love. I just she just a special place in my heart. She is since I was 13 years old. Absolutely.
0: Oh yeah, and like that voice, everything about her is just like she's what I would aspire to be as a singer. Like I definitely, I definitely appreciate what she's done. Three studio yeah, albums. Yeah, I agree. Um, she did very well, even stateside, not too bad. Like, I guess one time Elton John made a comment about how he's been listening to her when he was on one of the talk shows. I think it was... Oh, uh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to... Rosie O'Donnell's show. That's what it was. Elton John yeah, was, yeah, yeah. was was raving about her. And then Amanda came on Rosie O'Donnell, and uh, she they were talking about it, so about how Elton was big on her. And he even gave her a call just to let her know like what a big fan he was of her. Really? So, yeah. that's, that's amazing. She, how old is she? When she put out the first album, she was 23. She's now, I've got her Wikipedia page open in front of me. She's 47 now.
1: 47. Yeah. See only six years older, but when I knew her, I was just a child. Home, and yeah. and a yes, come out. I'm just doing a podcast. It's fine. <laughs> Hi buddy. Hi. Uh, he's out here on the balcony. Say hi, Indy. Hi, Daddy. It'll say hi to Naomi?
0: Hi, Indy. Hi. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing? you good?
1: Good. He's got his telescope set up.
0: He looks very busy. Yeah,
1: he's got I'm I'm in his airplane, which is also doubles as our balcony, which now is a, uh I guess he's looking through his telescope.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's Sorry, yes? I was gonna say, is he having a good time with like everybody being home and
1: oh yeah, he's he's loving it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good That's having fine. all
1: of the kids. Yes, it's good. <laughs> oh, it's good. Great memories we're making. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so she's forty seven right now. She is forty seven.
0: Yes. She's born kids? in Toronto, Ontario uh doesn't say anything about her about uh her family stuff nothing it's very vague on that regard i think she keeps her personal life super private
1: does she have an instagram like
0: what's the deal here no social media none because trust me i was like looking to see if we could contact her so i went and contacted her agency she's with the feldman group and I, I was about five, six days ago, and I never heard anything back. Did you get so. a,
1: nothing back? No. No. Sometimes Cause this is it's the been time,
0: rocky. everyone's kind of available right now.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. That's how it worked out for my show. just—they were all there, mm-hmm. and most of them said, "Yeah, Amanda, come on. It's one of your biggest fans. You don't see, man doesn't know it now, but we're we're gonna work together. You're gonna be in one of my movies, and and we're gonna talk about this podcast. We'll bring it up
0: that's when we're right. touring,
1: uh, talking about the show." and you are going to say, my agent never told me about it. I already know your response. That's what she'll <laughs> say.
0: <laughs> She's, you know, that's the thing. It's like, she'd probably just, if she had an email address, I bet you she'd come on. And the thing yeah. is, if she, if she one day says yes, we'll just get together and do another show with her. It'll be amazing. You know we'll, we
1: will. We'll do a jam, a live jam session show. With her. Yeah. That'll be fun. We'll do, we'll set up a little Twitch karaoke room for us three. And that's how we'll do the interview. <laughs>
0: sounds like a dream. I love it. Yeah, I, I like it. A Let's... lot of people like compare her voice and her style to Janis Joplin, which I don't really see myself. I don't know, but I'm also not really a fan of Janis Joplin. Is that, yeah, is that a okay, bad thing to say?
1: I think, I think it's a bad thing to say, but I like that you said it. Because like, for example, I don't like rock JJ like albums, but I appreciate her, right? But I, I'm not, I don't put it on, but I will put on some Amanda Marshall. Mm-hmm. And enjoy the hell out of it. I don't necessarily feel like they sound the same, though. But I do understand the timbre they might be talking about. Just you know, they they hit their notes aggressively in the same with the same kind of fury, like a Stevie Wonder fury, but different. Like it's, yeah, nothing comes off like with just not that it looks like it's effort, but you know, like it's there's there's like there's work and heart behind each note, which I like. It's mm. not effortless. I don't know why I like that. That's not a bad thing, but it just doesn't seem effortless, which makes me appreciate it more.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like the only similarity I find is is that like you said like the the timbre or maybe maybe just the fact that there's a lot of grit there. Um but Amanda's I think Amanda has a, a nicer tone it's more pleasing to listen to.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree too, but I'm super biased.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, I could listen to her on mute and be like that was beautiful. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> I
0: I'm, I'm sad that I've never got to see her live yet. oh wow yeah i'm really hoping that that opportunity comes along
1: yeah i have uh i've seen her live twice but they were both when i was young so again different appreciation of music for sure but she definitely shaped some of the stuff i love listening to
0: what are some of your favorite tracks by her
1: do you have any Uh, deep deep cuts do you have any did yeah not i love deep cuts I do too, man. But I, I'm, I'm, mine are album number one. The entire album on album number one. Mm-hmm. Um, what's uh, Black Horse on a? Uh, what's it called? What's oh. the name of the album? That no, that song, the Black the Black Horse song.
0: I think it's called Dark Horse.
1: Dark Horse, that's right. Dark Horse. <laughs> that's that one is obviously every, everyone loves that track. But I love I love that track. Number, f- this, is, this is how old it is because I, it was on a tape. So we're talking second last on the A-side I played out. What now? This is funny. I should have had it with me. I was going to bring the tape. It's at my mom's? <laughs> oh, I love the tape. Yeah. The second last chalk on the A-side was a deep cut. Um, what is the name of it? Uh, I know it's hard to do now, right? Because you're looking at just a list of them. <laughs>
0: Okay, I can click on the album. Did you say the first album or the second album?
1: No, her first album, and then second one was the famous ones, right?
0: The first one was the biggest one. It had a lot of hits on it. Yeah, the eighth song on the on the track listing is "Trust Me, This Is Love."
1: See, there you go. Have you there heard you that go. track?
0: I'm sure I have, but it doesn't come to mind.
1: Can you play them while we're on this? Does that happen?
0: Yes, I can. Ooh. I can set up like a little. Spotify here and check it out. Yeah, we can have it just in the background here.
1: Yeah, it's a little, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so three albums she had, and I remember like the third one, um, second one did all right. It had a few hits as well, but the third one was a kind of a departure from her other, like, bluesy style.
1: Yeah, yeah. More
0: more pop-orientated, I think.
1: I wonder, and I always wonder too, I feel like album one, for most people, it takes your uh, entire life to write. And then you got to do album two, like in a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. And then album three is like, all right, guys, I'm doing what I want to do. But it feels backwards because I don't. Yeah, but I, I I would never have guessed her as like, all right, enough of this bluesy stuff. I want to do a pop album, which is weird. But who knows? Maybe, maybe. Well, and
0: then I'm looking at what years they were released. I wonder if that made a difference. Because OK, so the poppy one came out in 2001.
1: <coughs> right. Yeah, and that might be a I want to stay current kind of album.
0: Whoa. Yeah, like in 2001, like I mean, the boy bands were big, Britney Spears was big, but they were starting to decline just a little bit.
1: Just a right, time, right.
0: Because 1999 was a big year for that stuff. um Let me, I think I got this track.
1: Let okay, this. let's hear it.
0: Here. Can you hear that?
1: Yes, I can.
0: There's your good Oh. Oh yes. I bet I'll know it when we hit the chorus
2: <laughs> I look at this mountain. So many heartaches wide. I can't help but wonder is the other side.
1: I'm doing a cover today.
0: Yes? Yes. yes,
2: yes. yes. She,
0: needs, she needs more
2: uh, karaoke
0: tracks so I can have
2: more. Yeah. you remember this yet? We're
0: almost at the
1: chorus. I don't
0: remember it <laughs> yet.
1: The pre-chorus? Here it comes. Let's go.
2: nothing, to nothing. <laughs>
0: I'm a disappointment I, I can't remember that song but it's good oh so
2: good it may not look that way right <laughs> now
1: oh that's good that's good though that's it is good. good
0: she still has ninety nine thousand monthly listeners well yeah that's wonderful wonderful like the thing yeah. is if she put something else out uh, right now it would just blow up
1: because yeah she, highly it be, it's got to be like it's got to feel like this though you know don't come new come with what we love come with what we know
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: have a you have a, a so many fans waiting. You don't need to grab the new ones yet. Get us back and then drop a new track. But don't just don't go new cuz they don't know you. They they're not they're not coming for anything. We're waiting. We're waiting not, for the real Amanda Marshall.
0: And it's not broken. So don't fix no, it. No. No need. It's, it's perfect the way the style it is. I love it. For
1: albums 1 and 2. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, third album is the album we don't Well, talk that's about.
0: but then th- that's why we don't talk about it because <laughs> <laughs> didn't yeah, so do anything.
1: She only did two albums. So that's right. After these
2: messages, we'll be right
1: back. Analog Brewing, winner of three awards at the 2020 Alberta Beer Awards, is a proud sponsor of the Dope Nostalgia Podcast. Analog Brewing is now offering delivery within the city of Edmonton with no delivery fee on orders over $40. Go to analogbrewing.ca slash shop. That's www.analogbrewing.ca forward slash shop and place your order today. When placing an order, you could also pay it forward and take part in their Nurse a Pint program and prepay for a pint for a nurse. Mention this podcast in the order comments so they know we sent you. Analog Brewing, taking beer to the next level. This is the Micro Machine Man presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of Micro Machines. Plus incredible Micro Machine pocket play sets. Each one comes with its own special edition Micro Machine vehicle and fun fantastic features in this Micro Machine service center and many more. And these playsets sets fit together to form a perfectly precise Micro Machine world. The Micro Machines collect and race and trade them from glue. Remember, if it doesn't say Micro
0: Machines, it's not the real thing. I think a lot of people kind of like were taken aback by that third album and went, why? Yeah, You're yeah. too good for this. You're too good. Why would you do that? So she, uh, was, yeah. she was discovered by Jeff Healy. I didn't know that. Yeah, her and her girlfriend, this is my afternoon research. Her and her girlfriend yeah. went um to get his like autograph somewhere, I guess. And yeah. um he invited her to come down to his jam because back in the day in Toronto he had a weekly jam. He had his own his own pub. Right. Um, and he was struck by her voice and then took her on tour. That was it. Took her why on tour.
1: That, why doesn't that ever happen to us at karaoke parties?
0: <laughs> maybe we need to be somewhere like toronto
1: yeah we need to like yeah we need to widen our karaoke styles so people can hear it take us on tour
0: i know i know and we're we're in like karaoke, most car- awesome karaoke bar all the time and no- nothing ever happens I know, like that I,
1: said, I mean i'm looking at it right now you know how so close i live right
0: <laughs>
1: really I can, I can, yeah i can see rosario right down there
0: poor empty
1: rosarios it's so sad
0: karaoke i hope it goes back to its former glory
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah although i'll be coming with disinfectant wipes for the microphone
0: hell yeah
1: yeah here you can put these glasses on you ready come on come closer oh look at this cool cat
0: you look awesome (laughs) (laughs) oh funny horrible
1: yes yes he is Man, that's too bad. We should have got her out of here. That would have been amazing. So what's your, like, uh, what's your wish for Miss Marshall? If you could send her a little wish, what is it?
0: Well, we've been patiently, you know, excited for your, your return. Um, yeah. Hopefully she can get all of her stuff, with the record company, sorted out and just bless us with at least one more album. You know? I think we, so. sh- we
1: should take this time and we should make a little viral Amanda Marshall challenge. Where okay. we all sing, piece of her song, and just keep sending it along, and just, just, just like, oh, we got a, like a bring Marshall back kind of thing, you know, what I mean? something fun. Everybody does a verse and then adds yeah, to it. It keeps adding to it. It would Wait. be awesome.
0: Okay, which I think we'd have to go with uh, Birmingham.
1: Yeah, let's do with Birmingham. This is beautiful. I all mean, because right. I'll tell you who did it. Um, um what is his name? Oh man, what is his name? Uh, in Atlanta, he owns, he has this huge mu- movie studios. Uh, Medina's Tyler, for- uh, Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. Tyler Perry did one um, about, I've got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world. And then he had everyone, all fa- everybody was doing it. And that was hilarious, awesome, and it went everywhere. And we're equally as famous as him, so we could probably get it started like that. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we do one for Marshall, Ms. Marshall, and we should do Birmingham. Yeah, how do we record it? Well, I think maybe we just do them, and the hashtag is to her, and someone at some point will be able to show it to her and share it with her. Okay. And, and that, that's what we'll do, so it's, uh, we got to get it it's got to get tight. Maybe it's just, I don't know if Birmingham's too long to type for a hashtag, but it doesn't mean that's not the song we're singing. Okay, I need like two minutes. We'll figure this out. But she's—we're—we're oh, yeah. we're going to get her back. You and I.
0: Okay. I'm okay. In. This is fun. I, I like. Well, I mean, unless project. you don't have,
1: you got time, right? I got some. time. I got
0: <laughs> so busy right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I'm I in. check
1: my schedule. I don't know between, Yeah.
0: Cool. So just like I have her lyrics in front of me. Oh, yeah.
1: well, uh, I think uh, you're breaking up. One of us.
0: Oh, really? So come back, c- Naomi. Can you hear me? Okay. Hello hello hey <laughs> you're back hey. oh good can you hear now
1: I, yeah i can I'm, yeah yeah yeah
0: i was just about to text you because i could still hear you but your vi- your uh, video was frozen
1: oh yeah so it was yours and you're you were like Come, that's what i got from you
0: <laughs> just a garbled mask yeah 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 oh, I, I mean i'm I'm, I'm really good with doing like the Zoom chats and stuff and making cool backgrounds and whatnot. But when it comes to how to put together and edit something like this, do we just get people to like sing a verse and then we just take all the clips and put them together?
1: Oh, I mean, that's a fun idea, too. And that, that's something I could do. I didn't even think of it that way. Because I yeah. mean, that means we'd have a limited amount of people that we could have play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Unless. And then we'd really want them all to sing in the same key which now yeah that's a problem
0: yeah i've seen some of those mashups where it was like
1: we could just have like everybody sing five seconds of their favorite amanda marshall song okay and then we could put all, all those together in one long video which would be very fun and sure. you can just share it on your socials your own five second one hey, and then if you touch the hashtag hey, you'll see all of them
2: telescope. okay
1: you didn't drop your telescope over the side did you
2: no,
1: see right here. Oh, good.
0: That's yeah. the best way to do it, I think. Is everyone record their own individual five seconds and hashtag it?
1: Yeah. And we're gonna start tonight. You and I will both drop it. Okay. Okay. You're to do your five.
0: Yeah. Okay, good. Me too. I, I don't know which song. I'll pick a different song then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. This is good.
0: I remember the song "Let It Rain." One time, I was like, I was just having a day where things. Things were making me feel hurt. Like I just, I had a lot of pain inside. And I went to the karaoke and uh, I sang that song. And all of a sudden, halfway through the song, like tears just like exploded. Oh, <laughs> I mean, wow. You had a I moment
1: like, at karaoke I, like that? That's... That
0: song. And then everybody was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm probably making people really uncomfortable right now because I'm crying, but I, I feel better. Oh,
1: <laughs> it's such a beauty though, isn't it? It
0: just happened. When it happened, some people were like, that was actually really inspiring that it affected you like that after I got, you know, dried out. Yeah, and like, yeah, and
1: yeah. I was
0: like, I was like damn. <laughs> I don't know if I, I feel better now, though. It was like, right.
1: That song is beautiful. Oh. That's, oh, see, that's what I want to do.
0: The lyrics, something in the lyrics just like caught me. And then I, I just, woof.
1: Was- I mean, oddly enough, like, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. But it's so much the melody, too, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, the, those, even the chorus itself is so simple, but so beautiful. The runs at the end of Rain each time just oh, yeah. tell a different message of just emotions flowing, letting it all go, surrender. It's so good.
0: A couple of friends of mine, I did their slideshow for their wedding and they yeah. really wanted this one in it. Um, tell me if you, if you remember this one, it's called, If I Didn't Have You. Beautiful chorus.
1: This is crazy. I don't know this song. I thought I knew all of her tracks.
0: Now, that album had
1: probably about three or four singles off of it. Great. Even I
2: don't know what I was thinking Until I was thinking of you Aww I remember a thing before I opened my eyes And you came into view I don't know what I was doing When there was nothing to do and mm-hmm. a for good, good wedding, baby. Yeah. Now I can see I was course. waiting for you. I came up my side just to see you. I bet I would grow <clears throat> <throat> and steal. I cut off my hands just to touch you. And tear out my.
1: Stop it, Amanda.
0: You know that.
1: You know that. She's, she she was singing that. to me.
0: <laughs> I wow. always wondered, like how how you get a tone like that without being a smoker. Right. I smoked for many years, but I I quit a year and a half ago, and right. now and now it's like oh I can hit all this high stuff again, but right. But I'm like the rasp isn't there, there like it was, and I loved having a raspy tone.
1: That's so true. It is very true. I have. Uh... Although, man, I don't know, ma'am. Like I have, when I sing contemporary stuff and pop music, I have a rasp. But when I'm doing musical theater, then I don't. Like I just just mm-hmm. phonate differently. But it's, yeah, I love the, the rasp. Although it's probably not as good for my vocal cords.
0: That's <laughs> but the it thing. St- it sounds good.
1: For, <laughs> I as like far as it.
0: It sounds so good. And as far as sustainability goes, yeah, it's yeah. a good thing. I, I was like, well, I kind of like the idea of living longer and being healthier. So,
1: But right, I, miss, right. I, miss,
0: I miss singing like that. That's um, fun.
1: Is yeah. it gone fully?
0: No, it depends on the song. It depends. Like If I'm sitting in a room like, at home and I'm trying to sing quietly, there's no RAS. But if I'm in a big room where I can really emote and just like let yeah. it out, I can get the RAS back.
1: Just a bit. Interesting. Mine's the opposite. When I sing quietly, it's pure rasp. Really. Yeah. 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 That's neat. Yeah. I shall ask my singing coach. She'll tell me. Don't do yeah. it anymore.
0: I was gonna but say how, <laughs> how, how much uh, how much singing coaching have you had?
1: Uh, I just started like last year when I got um, uh, the color purple. When I got I was in the musical and we toured a little bit and the singers were such just killers. They were so good and not only that. <laughs> I got the audition and I guess that they thought that because I did my audition well that I'd know what I'm doing and I don't so I get into rehearsal and they're they're like all right what are you uh you're a tenor tenor one tenor two berry one berry two I'm like gee I'm gonna say I'm a tenor two he's like okay perfect okay well what I want you to do is I want you to go you'll sing, sing the tenor two parts here then I want you to jump into a uh, harm with the berry ones but then I need you to slide into the berry two part by the fifth measure uh, and then we'll all come back I'm like what I, what, are you, what are the words that are you're saying so that I recorded everything and I knew my one of my best friends was a singing coach and so I had her translate <laughs> basically at home and then she then became like she worked with me a lot on lots of different things which was nice because it allowed me to sustain singing that way for the whole show and other shows and yeah that's good yeah. so yeah it's worked out okay as I've been doing some musicals since, and it's pretty fun.
0: Thank goodness to have that. Like, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't know. I would be like, "Can you just give me my parts? Tell me what, like, mm-hmm. just with the little line oh, yeah. I'm supposed that, to do." And this then- is
1: what I thought. He says, he, "He says, no, no. This, you're not here to learn. You're here to be perfect. So you can hear it today. Tomorrow be perfect. That's what you're here. You're professionals. Like, who lied to you? I am not. <laughs> I am a karaoke guy who acts. Okay, so no." <laughs> uh but anyways i survived and that's good and yeah it's pretty fun good learning experience for sure
0: speaking of that kind of thing i was going to ask you a little bit about the canadian idol experience and like what was that like for like pressure cooker type of situation
1: and you know it's interesting for me canadian idol was more of like a healing thing so i'll give you the quick quick story i was in atlanta georgia where i was going to school to school at morehouse and i was there uh, a lot of my friends knew I loved musicals and singing. So the Lion King had just moved off Broadway and we're and we're auditioning in Atlanta. So they said, uh, J- Jesse, you got to come down and sing. At least audition. And I'm like, all right, cool. They're like, well, What do I need? Like a song and a monologue. I'm like, monologue. Psh, no problem. I got you. And then song. I'm like, I don't know. I listening to Usher on the way over. I'm like, I'll sing uh, You Got a Bad, maybe, or something like that. So I get to the audition. And everyone is like dressed like in a tux or suit carrying around music I had, didn't even know what sheet music was at this time didn't even know what it was you get to the audition and the uh the pianist is like all right what song are you singing I'm like um I think my way or you got a bad uh, he's like where's the sheet music like, I don't have any he's like if you don't have any sheet music you can pick one of these three songs and then the only one I knew was somewhere over the rainbow ish but not no but you know when you think you yeah. know but you don't know and yeah. so then he starts playing it, middle C goes way to the right. And it was like. And he didn't <laughs> stop me. They just let me keep going. And after I was done and sweating and nervous, they, uh, the judges were looking at each other and they're like, uh, Jesse, we think your, um, your monologue was really good. and Maybe a real future there. But um, one second. I'm not, you tell it. Often. Okay. Um, we think you should never sing again. And it was like public. So I was so embarrassed. So I stopped, and I literally stopped singing. Like, I didn't sing again for, like, six years, even alone, like, even in the shower, and I loved singing. It was, like, so super emotional. And then um, Shannon knew how much I loved singing, and she called it Slaying the Lion. We heard that Canadian Idol was coming. Media Idol was happening at the same time, and so we made a little deal. I'm like, if she could sing her ass off. I'm like, if you do Media Idol, I'll do it. And so she and of course, across the whole country, it's like, all right, you're there, go, good. Uh, so then I went and just assuming that I would get kicked off instantly or made fun of or whatever, I got through the first round and second, and I think I got to like top 25 or 30 or something before I left. Um, and it was, it was lots of pressure, but more than anything, every round I went through was giving, I was like, all right, maybe I'm not the worst. Maybe I'm not the worst singer. So after I got kicked off, I was still, I was pretty sad, like I cried on TV, but it was like a really pretty cry. Like just one tear right down the middle like I blinked and it dropped and it was nice so I was proud of the tear but after that uh after that I actually started singing a lot you know I got I doing a movie called Man in the Mirror for VH1 and uh they asked do I make music if I have any music and I didn't at the time but like Jesse's fashion like you know what I'll bring some back next time I come met a couple guys started a band called j hip hop and rb band we did a number of songs on the soundtrack for the Michael Jackson shows, so like the Jackson sort of stuff. And then we went on a tour and then I went to a, a live music venue, not live music venue, like a 12 piece live funk jazz band. And, uh, and then moved into my own funk jazz band. And then now I'm doing my own album after that. It's kind of like the short version of the journey. But so Idol really was anything, more than anything was like healing for me. I used to yeah. go karaoke. Oh, karaoke was the, actually I forget, it's a huge piece. Karaoke is what I did to get enough courage. I would go karaoke every Wednesday by myself. I'd go sing a song and then I'd go to my car and I would cry in my car because I was so embarrassed. And then I would wait till the tears are gone and then I'd go back in and try again. And I kept doing that until I didn't cry as much. And then I would see hypnotherapists to get over all the nerves. And I it still makes me want to throw up every time I go because it's just memories of it. But yeah. Oof.
0: Singing, yeah. Singing in front of people is the most vulnerable thing a human can do, I think, more so than public speaking. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, I, comedy might be harder. Like being a stand-up, I, I mean, look, I've done I think all three,
1: and I say singing wins.
0: Singing is the hardest.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, but again, I, I have like some singing trauma, so maybe that's why. But still, <laughs>
0: that is traumatic. But I'm yeah. so glad I'm so glad that you uh, went back to pursue it. And the thing is, like a lot of people look down at karaoke, They're like they'll be like, oh, well, that's just like. But the thing is, is that's what got me out of my shell and got me able to perform in front of people, so I could front a band one day yeah
1: through, exactly through
0: it in that environment
1: karaoke is so beautiful i love it it's people from everywhere you don't even know what you do but for that moment they're on stage doing the thing they love to do without judgment doesn't matter what it was yeah it's such a beautiful thing i that's why i still go by myself and just watch and smile and love it yeah that's it's such a huge chunk of my life i love karaoke so much
0: and you get to like sing songs that you necessarily wouldn't on your other projects. You know, like different styles, different genres. You just get to try anything you want to try.
1: Yeah, really. for sure. If you have other projects, I mean, most of us, that's our project, right? That's yeah. our, we're going, to, I'm on stage. I got a show uh, on Wednesday at Rosario's. That's what yeah. You know, That's what, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful that's stuff. true.
0: What's uh, an item, like uh, a toy, an item of clothing, something that was trending back in the nineties that makes you nostalgic for those days? It's like, what was something? Oh, I'm back t- in the 90s. Like, like hey? what was your style? What was your style when you, when you got all dressed up to go out or that's funny. Nineties. So if That's funny.
1: If we go late 90s, so I'm in college. So that's like mm-hmm. deep Atlanta style. So that was me. I had like the uh, I had cornrows like Kwai Leonard or different kind of cornrows all the time. And everything was baggy then. I missed none of that at all.
0: I uh, love like the Belle Bivre DeVoe outfits or like those jackets, the leather jackets with the big chunks of color on them or like go, an eight ball. Yeah
1: those are cross colors. That was beautiful. So I was going to say that was for me like 94 to 97. And that I do miss cross colors and even wearing my clothes totally crossed out because I wore them backwards, just like crisscross. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, And I had the color elastic braids then. Yeah, man, I do. I miss that stuff for sure. But I got, I I am a, I'm a fan of current fashion right now. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't miss too much of it. If I were to go back, it'd be way before I was born. Like when people got dressed up to go out yeah you know, and they went and guys women and men went dancing like spinning and throwing people that was that would be the shit that
0: would have been fun yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: i always wish that i had experienced what the club scene was in it, like 10 years before i actually was able to do you know what i mean like right. back when yeah, bands, yeah. Could, bands could actually come and cross canada and play um goose loonies or whatever it was called at sure, the time
1: sure yeah
0: the different places club malibu <laughs> well, wait, well, wait, how old are you, Naomi? I'm 41. Okay,
1: we're the same. I'm, I'm 40. But you yeah. went to Club Malibu?
0: Barely. Like, I was, Club Malibu was probably over by the time, what, we were on? were 20. Very early 20s. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, but we yeah. got a good three years at Club Mal. That was okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I went there like twice, maybe three times.
1: Great. Right. That's by twenty,
0: awesome. by twenty one, twenty two, I was a pub person. I was like, uh, I don't know if I like the nightclub anymore. There yeah, was a few. That's funny. There was a few like uh, that chaos place in West Edmonton yeah. Mall because West Edmonton Mall was always reinventing different nightclubs in Bourbon Street right. and like yep. all over the mall. So
1: I lived at like Kelly Antes and uh, Crystal Lounge.
0: Crystal Lounge, where was that?
1: On Jasper Ave, man. it was like all hip hop reggae. It was upstairs and then kellyante's was downstairs on a different street by uh yeah they were predominantly black bars but they were great anyone could go but yeah. it turned out not everyone did <laughs> but i was fine with that it i remember
0: awesome. like the name rings a bell but i just didn't uh i don't think i ever got a chance to go there do you remember there was the club malibu the morgue on 109th street yes, yes and that place yes. changed into the globe the R- and the armory once, right? The armory, yeah. And yeah, senior right. frogs even.
1: Senior frogs, you're right. <laughs> yeah. now,
0: now it's a big, huge condo on, the, on that corner. It's a condo? Yeah, that's where Oh, uh,
1: I would love to live in that, knowing what yeah. I've done in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like that building got torn down. And oh, now there's a darn. condo.
1: Oh, I would have been cooler if that was like a super cool loft. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I guess it wasn't a heritage building.
1: Nope. No. no, a lot of no, the walls could talk.
0: Oof. My my 90s nostalgia outfit was the hyper color shirt.
1: Only the armpits worked, right? Because that's oh. all that ever
0: <laughs> Well <laughs> they didn't last very long. Once you washed them a few times, it wasn't it wasn't so great anymore. But my thing okay, I want to yeah. do for merch for the for the podcast is I want to recreate, I want to get a color like bulk order of t-shirts and then right. just have dope nostalgia written a- across them
1: like in I the same it.
0: in the same lettering and then now
1: be a- now you're bringing back so much like chip and peppers and Barney yeah. body gloves Barnet. Sun ice yes yes <laughs> that's right oh uh, those are good and they're so expensive now because people still do buy them they're 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 available with their
0: maybe their they've been, maybe they've improved the hypercolor technology so it doesn't uh
1: just be armpits and underboobs.
0: <laughs> I can see why that was only big for like a year, but and when it came sitting,
1: out, it's just creases from the sit spots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh, mood rings also. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nineties were fun. Been, yeah. I had a great time. Hence, why I decided to do this podcast. <laughs> to take take all my friends back there with me.
1: Yes, I well, I appreciate the memory lane walk. That's yeah. awesome.
0: And I'm glad you spent time with me chatting today. I appreciate that too. So
1: Absolutely, it was super fun. Okay, let's not okay. forget our challenge. Okay. No,
0: and I think I've come up with a hashtag. Just okay. Bring, what is it? Bring back Amanda.
1: Okay, I you like think it. That'll Can work. You, I like it. Let's do it. Bring back Amanda. She didn't okay. die. She's not in jail. But I'm still with it.
0: Bring back Amanda. Yeah. I, no, let's go with it. I like it. Bring her okay. back. Okay. It's simple and people people shouldn't be able to forget that one. Okay. Yeah. I'll, re- I'll record okay. my Instagram one tonight and then we'll... Awesome. Thank I'm going
1: to let it Jesse. rain tonight. Thank you, <laughs> Nam. You have a great day.
0: <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Jesse, for a wonderful chat. That's Jesse Lipscomb. You can check out all of his projects, his movies, his music. Uh, just Google him. Check it out. So after we did the uh, talk about uh, the, the the Bring Back Amanda thing... I ended up changing the hashtag to hashtag comebackamanda. So I've already recorded a video do, singing a little bit of Birmingham, and it's up on all of our dope nostalgia social media. Share it, um, g- get the thing going viral for us. It would be so awesome. And I also challenge you, the listeners, to make your own version of hashtag comebackamanda. Just sing a couple uh, seconds of one of her tunes and ask her, plead her. We need you back, Amanda Marshall. Here's another clip of one of the songs off of her third album before we take off for this episode.
2: Say, feel like I know you, baby, and then take a sip of your cherry coke. Now, now who, who drinks a cherry coke? coke? Maybe you're nervous. I see that beat of sweat dancing on your cheek. Your words are like cheap champagne. champagne. I get the point, but it's much too sweet. I'm so tired of the dance. This carousel of superficial conversation gets me nowhere. So you can see my bra Underneath my shirt Watch the wind Underneath my skirt But that ain't the picture It's oh, just a part Everybody's got a story That could break your heart See my eyes Don't see what I see Touch, touch my, my tongue. tongue Don't know what tastes good to me It's the human condition That keeps oh, us apart Everybody's got a story That could break your heart Yeah, everybody's got a story That could break your heart
0: Let's get... Come Back Amanda Trending, sing your favorite clip of one of her tunes, post it on your social media with the hashtag Come Back Amanda, and we'll get this thing rolling. Amanda Marshall, we love you so much, and we'd love to have you come on the show. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully one day we will be able to do that. Our next episode is going to be my interview with one half of Canadian dance music royalty, James Bryan of Prozac. Yeah, we got Prozac on the show. That is our focus next week. I got a few more interviews in the bag as well. We've got our friend uh, Jeff Worley, the guitar player from the band Jackal. Colin Krieger and I did an interview with him this week. I have an interview coming up with Madonna's backing vocalist who has all kinds of great music on her own solo career, Donna DeLaurie. We're going to be interviewing her this week as well as Rosala, the singer of the big dance hit Everybody's Free. All right, guys, take care. We'll see you next time. Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email, Dope Nostalgia Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, Dope underscore Nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.